0: Thanks for checking out this weekly Sunday message from Carrollton UMC. We pray that God will use this to speak to you and help you grow in faith. We invite you to join us this Sunday at our 10.30 a.m. one hour service in person at our location in Uptown New Orleans or live online on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. To learn more about Carrollton, please visit CarrolltonUMC.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of James, James reputed to be Jesus' brother. It is James 2, verses 14 through 26, entitled on my Bible, Faith and Deeds. James says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? In other translations, it's works. And the scripture was fulfilled that said Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. The word of God for us, the people of God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you in all ways. For you are our rock and our ever-present Redeemer. Amen. So we're in week two of our Back Pocket Sermon Series for Lent on axioms, the basics of Christianity that every Christian needs to know. We're not going to cover every basic, but we're covering some. And this week, it's on this idea of faith and works. You know, in our church, we're going to talk about this in a second. We believe that you have faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's enough to be saved, but where do works fit in? So I had forgotten How difficult this topic is, this faith versus works topic. If you've been a Christian or involved with Christianity for long enough, you know this debate in the past has been perceived as being, uh, among other things, a dividing line between some Christian denominations on the interpretation of Scripture. And the predominant view of the Christian church, and this is the view that we espouse in the United Methodist Church, is that being saved by Jesus, being guaranteed eternal life based simply on Jesus' sacrifice on the cross is purely a function of simply, but also truly and thoroughly accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and believing that Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sins. Now, the alternative view was in large part fueled by the scripture that we just read, that somehow, in addition to the faith in Jesus that we just described, that some amount of good works is required for salvation. We don't know what amount, but suffice it to say, the alternative point of view, at some level, suggested that we work our way into heaven. Now, we at this church don't ascribe to that because we believe we can never earn our way into salvation. We only have salvation because God overlooks our shortcomings. That was last week's sermon. And by God's grace, his gift, God provides salvation to us. So then what do we do with the scripture we just read from James? And I think it's fascinating that in the middle of the scripture, in verse 19, James touches on a topic that we spoke about last week when James says, you believe that there is one God. You do well, but even the demons believe and they tremble. James' idea here is that belief in God isn't limited to, let's say, Christians, but that the forces of evil also believe in God. They're just opposed to God. Last week in our uh, study, we referred to scripture that showed that Jesus was pointing up that even non believers bear characteristics of people who describe themselves as good people, although Jesus was clearly suggesting that he wasn't impressed by that, because without your actions having a firm foundation in faith in God and being done for God's glory, Jesus considers the actions to be hollow. So then what do we do with this passage from James, which says that a man is justified by works and not just by faith only? So the United Methodist position on this is as follows, which answers the question of, What does it mean to live by faith? Clearly, in the United Methodist Church, faith is not just a theory or an idea. David, can we put up the first slide? Okay. United Methodists understand that faith is about having one's life transformed by the one, God, in whom we put our trust, not simply assenting to some ideas that may comfort us in difficult times and get us into heaven. Next slide. As we respond with acts of compassion to people's needs and acts of justice to put right what creates some of those needs, we strengthen our ability to love our neighbor. In other words, we are to act upon our faith. So one of the questions that every new Christian asks is this, what about works? What about good works? Because most Christians, when they're brought into the church, are taught pretty robustly in no uncertain terms that justification— Being saved is by faith alone in Jesus. So they ask, well, I don't have to do anything? Nothing at all? I I just believe in Jesus and that's it. And here is where I think the distinction lies. A means to an end, if you will, to reconcile what sometimes seems like disparate views among Christian denominations on the topic of faith versus work. Here it is. Because faith depends upon your personal effort a person can grow in faith over time and in connection with that the measure of faith that a person has depends upon that person depends upon the believer that personal effort isn't limited to study of the bible and to prayer but it extends to everything that you do in your life including our actions toward other people and toward the world. And this way you can say that if you, are, if you contend that you are actively developing your faith but have absolutely no corresponding good actions toward others to back that up, you're really probably not actively deepening your faith. And in fact, your faith to start with is probably not very deep historically, as it turns out, James, when he wrote this scripture, he's writing to a new church. It's filled with new believers who are trying to figure out how to live into this new Christian paradigm, this new identity they have. And James is a Bible scholar. And for example, he knows that Abraham had faith in Genesis 15. And he points that out in the scripture. And he's pointing that out to say that Abraham's faith was maturing and was being energized by his works that he was doing. So James says in verse 22 that we just read, he says, do you see that faith was working together with Abraham's works? By works, faith was made perfect. That word perfect in the Greek means mature. Our faith, our relationship, our intimacy, our fellowship with God matures and grows and develops only as we are obedient to God entailing that our works that we do every day need to be in that obedience. They need to be guided by God and focused on God's glory and never our own self-promotion. I'll ask you this. Have you ever seen someone whose faith has diminished, who's gone cold? Ask yourself this. Did that happen during a time when that person was being truly active, engaging in doing works for God? Probably not. Most Christians who lack vibrancy and joy and intimacy and closeness with God typically are not acting on their faith. Now, there is a chicken and egg thing here, though. The faith has to be in place. Not necessarily a well-developed, strong faith to start, but there are truly no good works without faith to start, without the work having its foundation being your faith in God. That is why it's so important for us as Christians to spread the word. God has ordained, He could have done it any number of ways, but He has ordained that we, Christians, plant the seed in others by sharing the gospel story with them. We plant the seed. That's what we're called to do. And only that. We're not there to browbeat people into believing in God, but we do that planting, and then the Holy Spirit intervenes and waters that seed in the individual. Scripture is emphatic that faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior equates to salvation. But in connection with that, let me ask you this, do you want to be a friend of God? Jesus tells us how to do it in John 15 when he says to his disciples, you are my friends if you do what I command. Abraham, who was mentioned in the scripture just now, did what God commanded. And the scripture says that Abraham was a friend of God. Works don't necessarily reveal what a person believes. That person may not believe in God at all. But works are intimately connected with your faith in God. As those works help your faith mature, they energize your faith, and they make your faith vibrant. Question, can a person have faith and not have any good works? Well, probably, but when we neglect good works, we're missing out on all that God has for us here and now. We're missing out on our witness opportunities to the world and we're compromising our relationship with other Christians. So then you ask, why the car wash reference? Well, at first it was very superficial because I knew the song from the movie, And there's a line in the song that's work and work. I thought, oh, that goes with this, right? But then I thought, hmm, salvation is kind of like the car wash. Salvation through faith is just like the car wash. And whoever drives out of the car wash without driving the car, without putting it to use. In fact, there was more to the song than I thought originally. And I'm hoping it helps you remember the message today that you got the free washing of your soul from Jesus, just like the song says, fill up and you don't have to pay. So get out and drive your clean car, doing good works, not for padding your resume, because the song says, this ain't no place to be if you planned on being a star. But doing good works in the name of God, just like the song says, let me tell you, it's always cool. Let us pray. God, by faith in you, you open our minds, our hearts, our souls, and provide opportunities to us to take that faith and grow it by doing for others, being kind to others, serving the world, being of service with you as our focus, not our own self as our focus, but you as the backdrop for all that we do. Lord, help us to take advantage of that in the good way, to be stewards of what you give us, Lord, to be planters of seeds in others, and to take that faith, Lord, and grow it as big and as strong as we can, not by sitting in a room somewhere and staring at a wall, and not by just sitting in this church and never uttering a word when we leave, but by taking what we learn here, taking what we read from Scripture, and bringing her out to a world that so desperately needs it. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, and our Savior. Amen.